He's back for 2018. The Football Sec Podcast for Russia. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Sack Podcast. It's knockout time. I'm your stand-in host, Louis Granich, here to guide you through to the round of 16. Uh, introducing my two co-hosts, the man who will provide the class and composure in midfield, it's Stuart Horton. Stu, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Louis, and I don't know about class, but I feel a little bit like the pod's Tim Cahill. I, uh, I appeared <laughs> and played a part pre-tournament. I've been nowhere to be seen for the last two weeks, but I'm getting my run on today. At the business end, mate. That's That's when we'll call upon you, okay? Um, My second co-host will no doubt exhibit the fine line between genius and insanity, much like Sergio Ramos. It's Sean Fry. Sean, how are you? I'm good, mate. Not so stoked about the comparison to probably my most hated footballer in the world, but (laughs) other than that, yeah, you know, thank you for that. Uh, Let's get rolling. Um, Unfortunately, obviously, if you cannot hear, Ben Smith has once again been rested after picking up up a yellow card in the previous match our our manager Christian said we're trying to advance to the knockouts on fair play so uh, we've got to keep the bookings low lads it is knockout time this is the thing with the World Cup you know you get so excited with the first game and it just keeps getting better and better the heart the hype starts the the group tend to take shape in the second round and then in this third round it's really um I guess exciting for the right or wrong reasons we're here um boys how excited are you uh, yeah, but now it starts to get get a little, the last couple of days have been a little bit drab, I guess. Not the not the you know the excitement of Germany and going out and all that sort of stuff. But uh, I guess having straight up knockout games, no one is going to extra time, so no one is going to penalties. Good. Every moment is crucial. It's um yeah, yeah. yeah the only disappointment for me, guys, is um, TV times really. Um, Two weeks of staying up late starting to take its toll on me. Uh, <laughs> and they're all uh, late you know, now. I don't know about you guys. I've, you know, I've, I've just started a new job too, so I'm you know walking around like a zombie. I think my co-workers are going, what's this guy's problem? Well, to be, <laughs> to be fair, they gave you a day off for the World Cup. You know, you could have slept all you wanted last night. What are you whinging about? I thought you meant his work. No. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know his business schedule? Okay, guys, um, we're going to go with the wrapping up of the group stage game. Since the last pod, the big story, Germany, gone. Now, um, as if you haven't heard, Sweden topped Group F. There's been so much media coverage, so much hoopla. What went wrong, Stu, for the Germans? What went wrong? Yes. The Germans have a poor history in Russia. I don't think they looked at their history books. <laughs> a history of failure. Yes, uh, yes. Things have never gone well for them now, though. <laughs> uh, I, think it's, I think it's easier to say what, what went right and so probably not a lot. Bugger all. Bugger <laughs> yeah. all. I mean, the big talking points out of um, the German press seems to be the, the talent that he took. Um, there was a bit of a push to integrate more of the younger players that he took to the Confederations Cup last year. Uh, a lot of he stuck by a lot of his um, trusted senior players, Meza Özil being being the big one. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Rafa Honigstein talking on SBS the other night. Um, yeah, 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 on the couch. Sort of talking about how people view Özil as this really lazy, uh, sort of languid player. But when you look at his passing stats, his chance stats, it's it's all there. It's all there. It's just he looks so disinterested. And I think I, I probably fall into that uh, group of people that watch him and go, "What's where's what's the, so, why, what's yeah. so special about this why guy? is he so hot? I just I, yeah, I haven't seen it. So, but I guess is is that not more that you feel 
when you watch him, despite all these great numbers, you feel like he could take that extra step and be one of the best in the world if he had that Luis Suarez, uh, Cristiano that, that, Ronaldo that drive. Like, drive that and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just put in that little bit extra effort to, to go up a gear. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, he was dropped for Germany's only win. So, you know, for the Ozil fans out there, that doesn't look uh, too good. I... I I'm not a fan of him, and I try and watch him as often as I can. I I thought when he came to the Premier League, we're getting this fantastic player who's got these great, this great assist record from when he was at Real Madrid. I think his numbers were uh, helped and spiked, and I I say this quite often with a player like Ronaldo up front. A lot of the assists that he's getting, regular players won't finish off. I say this with um, Henderson and a few of the Liverpool players when Suarez was there. If you give the ball to him at the halfway line, he's going to get you goals and you're going to get assists that you wouldn't normally get. So I Let's think... not get started on this, Louis. Okay. Henderson's best season was after Suarez left. But <laughs> all right, anyway. all right. We'll leave that for another time. But I, I do feel that um, since he's come to England, he's had some great periods of seasons, but he hasn't put together a full season um, of games where he's really been telling... I guess he is an easy target, though the the, the way you um, the way he plays. But for, for the Germans, I mean, it's the first time in the history of the World Cup they've gone out in a group stage. It's it's really um, startling times. I remember when they didn't make too much of a dent in 1998. They changed the curriculum completely. In 2002 onwards, I'm pretty sure they made semi-finals every single tournament. So whether there's going to be a complete rewriting of the rule book, we'll have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, disappointing for them, no doubt. So, surely it's the end of the road for, for Jürgen Löw, though. I, I can't see him surviving after this. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it'd be really difficult for him to get back on the horse. I think there's a big element of it is... Him you're, you're, no. sniffing is all that sort of stuff. <laughs> a big element is that? No, no. A big, a big element of, of just the whole debacle is... They have, as you said, they have been so consistent for so long. No matter how good you are, there's going to be a blip at some point. Yeah, and I, I think I we're so quick as sports fans and experts and pundits and whatever to to really bash a team when they have one of those blips. Yeah, it is just a one-off performance. It yeah. is, and if Matt Hummels puts his header on target, they're through. And who cares? Three times. Sorry, if he puts his shoulder on target, <laughs> then then they're through. And and I thought after that, uh, Cruz free kick. They would kick on. I said to you, I said, I still think Germany will win it because they just find a way. And they just didn't happen to find a way. And like I say, the commentator said it, that that, the header that he had from six yards that he completely missed was a real sliding doors moment. And that goes in or that misses. And you're talking about different things. You might be in a universe where Germany go on and win the thing. But that one moment means they're out in the group stage. And that's with a three-game group stage, that's... That's going to happen sometimes. Such a small room for error. Stu, you said they had the uh, most shots... Yeah, uh, in the group stage, yeah, that I correct? was going to chip in. Yeah, the 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 finishing um, up top for them was just not there. Timo Werner was, um, I don't know, he's energetic, but I don't know if he was. Really, I don't think he's what they needed. He wasn't up to the level of uh, of this World Cup. They did that. They they created the chances. They had more shots on on target. Yeah, um, more shots on goal than any other team at this in the group stage, and they only scored twice. In three games, and they were both in the same game. Yeah, yeah. and that, and that's and you can't say that Germany doesn't have players that can perform under pressure. It's not a choking thing. It's just sometimes you run cold, and that's just with anything. Your shots don't go in, and and that's why they went out. And the, and people don't analyze it to death. 
I mean, the stat that that isn't going away is that whole four out of the five last World Cups have had the champions falter at the group stage. Alex Ferguson always used to talk about, like, it's so much harder to win a trophy the second time, like, back up a yeah. Premier League than it is to win the first one. And um, it's, it's got to be just human nature. I mean, the inertia sets in, whether it's subconscious or conscious, it's so difficult to just... It, to, to go again, basically. I mean, I we were all expecting Leicester to go back-to-back, back, weren't we? And, they, <laughs> and then they just fell away they, they out just of nowhere. bottled it. They did make a uh, good uh, effort in Europe, I, the, I will say. The, the one guy I do feel really sorry for in this German team is Marco Royce. Oh, who yeah. Is, he is one of my favourite players of the last five or six years. He's had so many injury problems, finally gets to go to a major tournament, and, that's and, what they and this with. is what's happened to him. Feel sorry for the bloke. He's yeah. one. He's one of the few players I, I've seen, and I don't, I don't watch the Bundesliga all the time, but I try and catch the odd game here and there. And his ability to be out for like a month, a few months, and within two or three games be firing is actually like it's, it's outstanding. So, yeah, and it just—I mean, it could be. I always the optimist in me was like, well, maybe he's just like that because he's that good, and he could kick on even further. But unfortunately, he um hasn't been able to put you know, long stints of games together. And yeah, you do. You feel really sorry for him. We saw at the last World Cup, them holding up his jersey. He's obviously an integral member of the of the training camp of the of the squad. And yeah, it's sad to see. Um, well, we said we weren't going to talk about Germany for too long. So that's, <laughs> but, we, but we've done that. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. Um, Belgium defeated England 1-0 oh, hey. in an absolutely gripping affair. Um, Adnan Yanazai with the only moment of real quality. Now, I do say that. And Michi Batshuayi, kick the ball into the post, and it rebound into his face. Now, I thought that was the real highlight. Um, you've got to be disappointed if you bought tickets to that game, especially before the tournament. Yeah, there's been a few games like that in the, the last group stage games. Um, teams that are already through, or I think we'll get onto that later. But yeah, especially when you've got a softer draw for coming second, it makes it a really weird one to watch, to support, to have any sort of care for. It's, yeah, it's bizarre. Conspiracy time. So we've already seen France versus Denmark. A uh, bit of maybe money under the table. Another gripping match. Uh, nil-nil that was. Pretty much decided before kickoff. Don't get me started. Um, so do England now, after finishing second, have an easier draw? Well, that's the narrative, isn't it? They've got the easier draw. They definitely it, do. The thing everyone keeps overlooking in this is they've still got to beat a damn good Colombian yes. side. Not, well, the thing that they're overlooking is that England aren't that good. <laughs> but, but but I think they they thought... I mean, I, I don't think they thought they were going to face Colombia the way the group was going. So I thought it was going to be a lot easier. It's easy for you to say, mate. I know. It, it was going to be a lot easier in that first round of fixtures. Having said that, if you look at the, the knockout table, if, big if, they get over that Colombian side, they certainly have... Um, I think they faced the winner of Switzerland and Sweden. And again, two good sides. You, you, I've been quite impressed with yeah. the Swiss um, in particular. But you would you would definitely favour them uh, in that fixture as opposed to the other side. There's a lot more heavyweights on the other side. Is is it a case of if they get past Colombia, they're going to make uh, do some damage? Um, I think regardless of whether they finished... Um Oh, sorry, regardless of who finished first or second in the other groups, they're still, if you're looking ahead to quarterfinals, semifinals, final, it's a much easier run. It's not just the first game or the second game. It's looking at that if you're in that, that top half for the draw, you're in a bit of you've, got, you've got Spain and Brazil and France. You've got all, I 
can't remember the exact Argentina, teams, you've got Uruguay, yeah, you've and got, Portugal. Yeah. You've got all the tough teams, whereas the bottom, it's it's an easier draw. But I, I just I don't fancy England at all because they've got you've got to win four games in a row. And I, can they win four games in a row against world class opposition? I, I have think, they ever done that? I think Colombia have been a, an interesting side to watch at this World Cup, and I think a lot of people have been not put off. But I guess they've sort of grown into the tournament because of that red card in the first game. Um, I think, yeah, three really different performances. They are missing. Well, I'm not sure if he'll play. Um, James Rodriguez went down in that, uh, their last group game fixture. Whether he'll be a big miss, we'll um, have to wait and see. But that'll, that'll certainly help England. But I still think they're, they're a good side, the Colombians. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Oi, oi, oi! The Colombians, uh, of course, they won 1-0 against Senegal. This, this was a fascinating fixture, a great end to their group. So, two centre-backs stealing the show. Jerry Mina, six foot five of him, scoring the uh, second header in as many games. VAR was used in the first half. Davison Sanchez tackled, I think it was Sadio Mane, was awarded a penalty, and then VAR intervened, and the ref uh, pulled it back. Stu, your thoughts? Time to put the gloves on, Stu. <laughs> yeah, well, we talked uh, precast about this, and Sean and I have uh, different opinions of this I, I I thought it was a I thought it was a penalty. outrageous I thought it was a penalty I know I know when you break it down and and look at the ultra slow motion from a particular angle Sanchez gets a clip on the ball but then he goes right through Mane he absolutely yeah, he clattered him I I don't I don't see any difference between what happened to Risden and I don't want to really go back yep, to that yep. but you know Risden got a Tiny touch on the ball on one angle and then clattered through Gritzman. I kind of, to me, it's much of a muchness. I mean, live, the awarding of the penalty, it looked Stonewall. I, th- I think that's one of those ones on, on live first viewing. You go, yeah, I thought I thought he was in a bit of yeah, trouble. Yeah, 10 times out of 10, you give it. Um, I'm, st- I'm still, if that had stood, I would have been perfectly okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fine, okay. Right. All right. So... <laughs> I looked at it and I thought, this is what VAR is for. This is the perfect... I, I still... I talked about this last time I was on the pod. I hate that the referee has to go over and to, to the, the booth and look because it takes so long and it's pointless. He shouldn't... If you've got uh, another referee, perfectly qualified referee... Or five can, of them in the booth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's there's too many, but that's a whole other mate. <laughs> you just need... I, I think I said... I don't know if I said last time, but I could do a better job just on my phone watching replays. I can just call me and, and I'll just make, be like, I'll he's made shout. contact. He hasn't yeah. made contact. And, Tell him. And, and regardless of... You're still going to have these arguments about whether or not it's a clear and obvious error and it should or shouldn't have been overturned. I don't think it was a penalty against France. I don't think this was a penalty. I think if they get a good enough chunk of the ball... And they don't come through the back of the player to get the ball. I thought he hooked it. Again, that's all up for debate. But you've got professional referees that can make these decisions, that can sit in the booth, that can look at that and say, one replay, two replays. Yeah, mate, it's not a penalty. He's won the ball. And he hasn't taken the player first, in my opinion. And he'll say, all right, no worries. No penalty. It should be that quick. It shouldn't have to take... 40 seconds for him to jog over, 30 seconds for him to look at it, 40 seconds for him to jog back. It should be 10 seconds. And if you can't yeah. make a decision in 10 seconds, it's not clear and obvious, so just go with what he's called. Yeah, I Put a in, time limit on it. I initially put on the running order, VAR used in the right way. So I did think it was a um, it was the right decision. I thought he hooked the ball back with his heel. I'd he agree. Did, Still think it took too long. He though. did clatter him. I, I think there, maybe it's just the, the case of the, the referees, if they can look at it themselves, they can then turn to the players and, and really explain it in a way 
I don't know, it's different being told something over the mic, like, yeah, he's won the ball with his heel, as opposed to actually seeing it. Then they can be like, no, he's taken him out beforehand. I think it might help with the communication with the players, but it is too long, and that is a, um, a definitely an issue. Uh, that's that's a problem at this World Cup. There a must bit- be some sort of device, right? Like they could just carry around a... <laughs> Do you they mean like an, an iPhone or something? strapped to them or something they can pull out? There must, there must be. Yeah. A, bit, a bit of clarification from FIFA on how the process was meant to work would have been nice. I mean, like we say, we've got five guys in a box watching a replay. They're all... Top, who has qualified. the decision? They're all top, the- top, top quality referees. What, it, why isn't there like a consensus? The five of them watch, see a replay, five of them go, yes, that is. Three of them go, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah just how press is, a button. Yeah, how Absolute, is it the case? And, yeah. 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 And that, and the, exactly. And so then if five of them can watch a replay, they shouldn't talk to each other. It should just be five of them watch it overturned or not, and they all vote. And if it's five out of five, then they overturn it. But it's, then it's so simple. Come in. FIFA, let us put us in charge. <laughs> the the <laughs> other side of that is is the thinking though. Well, no, he's the man in the middle. He's making the decisions. Yeah, let's make him come and yeah. Because that's, wanna, that's what I think they're they're but, going for. Yeah, but but still, like there's there's no shame in in having like it's so fast and it's so you know. Open for nego- open for interpretation is the word I'm looking for for yeah. every decision. Like you can yeah. get five referees in a room to argue about an offside decision. I don't know if you remember um, Harry Kane's offside against Liverpool when Dan Lovren reached out and and got a oh, stud yeah, on yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, some yeah. referees are saying that that resets the play, so he's not. And yeah, other even, referees even are saying that that's divisive. bullshit. Yeah. And that's like to me that's an obvious offside. But you still get five referees in a room and they'll all argue for the till the sun comes down about whether or not it's a penalty. I guess that's the beauty of football. Is, uh, and, 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 and also... My dad the, wouldn't agree. He's a, he's a mass shooter. He's like, it's right, it's got to be either right or wrong. Go and on, also, the, the, something that infuriates us is that uh, openness to interpretation of the laws. Everyone's got a different view on it. What I found interesting was um, head of referees for the World Cup, Pierluigi Colina, coming oh, out and saying... Baldy. He's a great referee. Coming out and saying the referees made 95% of their decisions correctly. And when referred to VAR, that went up to 99.3%. Yeah. I think the referees are like people bag them out. And I'm a huge defender of referees, even when I disagree with decisions and think it's totally wrong. You tend to back the human side of the refs. I'll I'll understand usually why they've given it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's sort of one of those things that. It just needs to be... Uh, they should have brought VAR in three years ago. You think, you think up, the, don't bring it in on the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, you think yeah. the teething problems should yeah. have been resolved. Well, yeah. didn't we have Didn't we have the, the, the uh, practice run for this a year ago at the Confederations Cup? It didn't seem why to be... Wasn't the thi- why wasn't it introduced there? Yeah. Te- yeah. yeah, iron everything out. Uh, I think that could have been a, an option going forward. In that game, of course, <laughs> we've just covered the first half and VAR. Yeah. Senegal were eliminated. Like I said, Yerimina scored the header. They were eliminated on the uh, fair play rule, which is pretty outrageous. So after being level on points, goal difference, and uh, goals scored, yellow cards came into play. So very tough on Senegal. Nigeria going out as well in in crazy circumstances. (laughs) Yellow card and a Marcus Rojo volley uh, is what puts the African teams out. Uh, No Africans in the knockouts for the first time since 1982. Margins of the game, very small. What what was Marcus Rojo doing? Arriving late in the box like an attacking (laughs) midfield? He's a centre-half, for God's sake. (laughs) Mate, he's got a a history of just scoring those ridiculous important goals, doesn't he? I just... Oh, I fucking hate him. Um, But but the, the... Senegal going out on on yellow cards, fair play. Do you guys think that's the right the right way to 
uh, basically split the group. You've got to do it some way, right? Yeah, that you do. I I don't like it. They've obviously finished level. Uh, well, I, yeah. I don't know if they have. Have they finished level on points, points goals, goals, goals conceded? Yeah, goal, yeah, everything. Yeah, you've got to... What, what's their head-to-head head then? When it's it, a when draw. It, yeah, when it comes that close, you can't really complain, uh, I, can I, you? I think like, it's the right way. I think um, it, it's... Much of a muchest. What do you want to have? Drawing of lots? Do you ha- want to have? Did you, apparently, Mark <laughs> Lawrenson, the uh, genius oh, that he said. Yeah. G- g- guess what he came up with? What the uh, what the I, the mind been. boggles. Really. <laughs> I can only imagine. He came up with um, uh, how many goals they scored in qualifying. <laughs> oh wow! So not, oh, not the fact relevant not, not the fact that J- Jap- Japan have scored. I mean, have played like probably more games and, and the standard. Um, uh, yeah, the t- the teams that you play are completely so relevant. T- why, so relevant. So what what about there are surely other things that you could get. So what about they the- used to do corners? They used to do corners back in the day. Now that if that was known, I really oh, think you could have I, seen people. I don't like that. Yeah, but, we've but what also about had, what about sorry. I was just say we've also had uh, in the '60s, where in the early days of the European Championships, they actually flicked a coin. So they did. Yeah, that's drawing literally, lots, basically, yeah, isn't it? Literally yeah. flicked a coin. Well, well, what they I mean, <laughs> you go home, you got heads. One idea I thought that that sort of works is who scored the first goal in the game against the two sides. Oh, so who scored first? I that just it adds an extra. Or who scored the most recent goal? You could go the other way, or yeah. like, but but it's. It's something that's football related rather than, and it makes sense. I guess the disciplinary is FIFA's still whole thing is play. our game is fair play. Yeah. I, I I can see that. Um, it's, it's, and re- it's really fair when the the Japanese player who goes on waving a, a card gesture, basically saying, "Lads, let's not get booked." Because um, apparently the uh, Japanese manager came out after the game and just pretty much said, "Yeah, we just had to rely on the uh, on the Senegal result and we got through." Like. <laughs> Outrageous, Just riding their luck. Um, uh, apparently, yeah. Stu, did you say the a Poland player? Yeah, there's there's a couple of the there's coach. a couple of things. If you haven't seen these, go and go and have a look on the internet for them. In the Senegal Portugal uh, Senegal Portugal <laughs> Senegal Colombia game, um, one of uh, the Senegalese defenders on the post for that corner that Colombia scored for, he's literally leaning on the post like he's waiting at the bus stop. Yeah. It hasn't moved. He's just like, oh, mate, he's just taking a rest. Yeah. It was a near or far the, post? Uh, it was near post. So he was the one. And the, the ball, ball has gone past yeah. him. Yeah. It was he weird, hasn't moved, wasn't it? reacted at I all. I don't think he could have got it, but it was weird. But it was to bit, just yeah, be that, that, that casual. casual and, <laughs> it was World Cup yeah. finals. Set pieces, switch on. You just, I was, you know, you just wait for him to flick his ash off his the, cigarette the, or something. The, or. the goalkeeper was hilarious as well because he's just oh. dived backwards into <laughs> the goal. He's just all over the place. I'm out of this one, boys. He's got up and like dug his defenders out. Yeah. I, I thought it was I thought it was Falcao because he ran away and celebrated. I got so excited, but it was um, Yeri Mina and got it on him. Those guys are through. The other thing to go look for is it was in the 93rd minute of the uh, Poland Japan game. There's fifth, literally 15 seconds to go. It's 92 minutes 45 seconds. The Poland coach wants to make a substitution. What he's hoping to achieve there, I don't know. Yeah. So he's actually verbally <laughs> instructing his players to fake a cramp. Now, um, Kamil Kamil Krasitsky uh, okay, yeah. has gone down, faking the cramp. The referees looked at him and just waved him to get up. Told the Japanese to keep playing. He's waving them on, keep playing, keep playing. This guy's on the ground. I he's love telling that him refereeing. to get up. That's so good. The Japanese put the ball out. <laughs> Put the ball out. Three seconds to go. This referee, he's just gone, fuck you guys. Full time. He's blown the whistle. 
It's, but what's the point? What? So what's weird. The, the, I hate nothing more than so a last weird. fifteen second substitution, especially when but the tournament. Poland are out. The, especially when the tournament's decided. What's the point? Poland are out. Absolutely. Come on, crazy scenes, crazy scenes. <sighs> Speaking of scenes and uh, Ooh, films, segue. <laughs> Very good. Films in particular. We've been given the uh, the question by uh, Ben Smith in his absence. If the Socceroos campaign was a movie, which one would it be, Stu? Lou, I'm going to get the really obvious one out of the way here. Uh, Rocky, the plucky underdog, punching above their weight, holding their own for a while, but ultimately they get their ass kicked and yeah. it all ends in disappointment uh, without the feel-good factor of, you know, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're drink, uh, drinking eggs, speech impediment, all that sort of stuff. I was going to go for Schindler's List. I thought it was uh, long, depressing, and only had a few moments of colour. Sean? <laughs> what do you reckon? Uh, I'm going to take a little uh, twist here and say I thought it was kind of like Shutter Island. Um, started kind of promisingly and then just went to shit. Um, <laughs> Hang on, uh, do you mean for Leo DiCaprio's character or do you mean the film? Oh, no, the film is, is terrible. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. And if you like that I haven't movie, se- I haven't guys, seen, it. I haven't seen like, Shutter Island. Uh, it's so. just stupid. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I didn't get a chance to rant about that last time we after we lost to... Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, after we drew with Denmark... But I watched that game with you, and the, the so, one at the cast. The, yeah, and the way that we just sat back and took a point was one of the most. The, the last ten minutes. You can't tell me the last ten minutes. I didn't really the realize last that watching minutes. it. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. But watching it yeah. back again, I sort of thought maybe we're tiring. Maybe with it, but. They shut. We shut up shop, and we we had fresh attackers on. We had Juric and we had Arzani. We could have gone at them, and we needed to win that game. Anyone who thought France and Denmark weren't. were going to come out and play a game, weren't just going to shake hands, is deluded. They that was always going to happen. Yeah. We needed the win. Yeah. Also, anyone that thinks that Peru were going to roll over and we were going to beat Peru, Peru good side, are, yep. are even more deluded. We're not that good to think anyone at the World Cup we can beat hands down. So we needed those points. They were, to, to make another sport analogy for my American football fans out there, there's two minutes to go. You're 10 points down. You need a field goal and a touchdown. It's fourth and goal on the one-yard line. You go for the touchdown because you're not going to get a better chance. Yeah. You go for the touchdown because it's the harder thing to get. You get the field goal later. We took the field goal against Denmark and we should have gone for the touchdown. And it was pathetic. And you look at the Aussie battling spirit and the way that we're supposed to go out and give everything that we've got. And we didn't do that when we needed to. You look at the Australian cricket team at the moment in the face of adversity going to England and crumbling. The yeah. state of Australian sport at the moment, man. Honestly, not I ideal. despair. I do think uh, that from the minutes like sort of 65 to about 80, I thought we did look odds on to score a goal. And I thought um, we were... Definitely in the ascendancy. We were the better team and we just... But we cashed our chips in. I think that yeah, it's, it's exactly. a case of we got scared and it was just like, all right, well, maybe this is now time. I'd rather the, the coach, Bert, could just go, I'd rather be in with a mathematical chance. He just wanted chance. to keep it alive. Exactly. Yeah. Not give us the best chance of yeah. going through. Give us the longest yeah, chance of going I through. I mean, but the players, the players don't know, as far as I'm aware, the circumstances of the other game. So they don't... Uh, like I've said, but they went simultaneously. Well, but 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 I've said throughout the tournament, you know, you draw against Denmark, you win against Peru, you get a narrow loss against France. I don't think they're listening to, or like they know the other game. They're just going in, lads. If we can get a draw out of this, the dream's alive. I, I do agree with you. We should have gone for it, but I, I'm just telling you, I think that's yeah, why. Yeah, but they, but, they but out. we've taken the point. Never and then pull gone, out. We're gonna rely on the other. 
results. Yeah, I think gonna, and that takes control. it out of your hands, yeah. and it's just yeah, spineless. I can't now get the the thought out of my head of the uh, sports bet guy in Bert's ear go cash out. <laughs> 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 we're hitting another rainy day cash out yeah great shout Stu brilliant yeah, I think Smithy uh, had the question uh, you know are there th- any three worse words in sport than an honourable loss gallant and after a oh, gallant defeat that's what yeah. it was and, and we at the time thought no no the no, France result we're alright no but the France result was fine but yeah. the, to, to just uh, I've, I've said it all already and, and now we've had to because of this we've had to put up with every man and his dog in the media give their opinion people admitting oh, I only watch football every four years and this is what this they come is up an, with yes yeah, an hour why do we <laughs> yeah. even bother uh, it's just we, oh, you know before the game we had uh, bring on Timmy you know oh my god well, and listening the time to the commentators that, talk about how what an impact he'd made yeah. he had that one shot I the time <laughs> the time for that was in about the 65th minute the against Denmark, Denmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, whatever you want to do do something do go for it. Don't bottle have it. Have to go for it. Yeah. Um, what I will say, harking back to the original um, point of this segment, uh, Ben said he would go for um, Cool Runnings. Maybe that could be a shout for the movie. I don't really see how that's um, relevant, but he did say Robbie Cruz is definitely the Sanka Coffee of the Socceroos. <laughs> is he the which, one that sung the songs? Uh, he's the sort of the, the colour guy who's a bit ridiculous. Um, that, well, the, the kiss, kiss my lucky egg. No, no, like he brings colour to the film. You're the one yeah, I'm not going a... down that rabbit hole, okay? I'd like to um, distance myself from any criticism. Which round of 16 games, boys, now that we're at the knockouts, what games in particular are you looking forward to, Stu? Uh, the one I've got highlighted is uh, Brazil and Mexico. Oh, Tasty. Saucy. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? Well, Lozano, right? I, that's why he's my player to watch. We'll get to that later. Um, I think Brazil are there for the taking. Uh, they haven't been convincing. Um, they switched off against Switzerland after um, taking the lead. They were dire against Costa Rica, and I think very lucky very to win lucky. that. Yep. Uh, and then, you yeah, know, they just after business that, as usual. Business as usual after, so, but. I just think um, Mexico. This is the cha- Mexico and Switzerland are the perennial group stage experts. Yeah, they get through. They get to the round of sixteen, and it's they, like they go that's out good in enough. narrow circumstances. It's good yeah. enough, and 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 then they go home. Yeah, this is a chance for Mexico to really put that to bed finally and and kick on. And look, I'm not gonna be surprised if they beat Brazil. I'm not expecting them to. But I think they definitely can. Well, their best performance was against the the most fancy oh, side, Germany, and they were absolutely lethal on the break. They, the way they pressed the Germans in midfield, and then the speed of their attacks mm. yeah. was devastating. It was that, beautiful. That, it to was watch. the best performance of the World Cup. Yeah, it was and capped off with a nice warm slice of lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was a great game and a great goal, and it will be awesome to see them. Uh, yeah, Brazil will probably have a majority of possession. The ball will be in their half, and it'll just be so exciting do, to see do them on the break. Do you guys? I am a very biased Liverpool fan, but I, the half an hour that I saw when when Firmino came on against in their second game, yes, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, it was a night and day compared to when they had yeah, Jesus. Jesus. So is, do, doesn't he have to start? Isn't he just a better footballer? Oh, I ba- I bade for his start in the third game, and he was nowhere to be seen in the starting lineup, which I thought was disappointing. I think I think he's more functional, and I and I know I I'm coming from your perspective, Sean. I, I do think he should play over Jesus, but for some reason they, I mean, Jesus has got a really good tank on him, 
for a for a player. Guardiola but prefers him over Aguero. Does Firmino not? As if Firmino, yeah, but he's more explosive. Now, I, I, I would definitely go on the side of, well, you're obviously, your most explosive player as opposed to a player who can run out of game. Start Firmino, bring Jesus on later. How, I mean, how hard yeah. would it be to defend Gabby Jesus, who's fresh, compared to... Um, I mean, Firmino's a great player, but I guess he's... Um, his weapon is curbed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I, as watching him play every game for Liverpool, like, <laughs> ninety he, minutes. He he is an absolute terror for yeah. defenders. Yeah. Like they, you cannot play the ball out of the back if if Bobby Firmino is yeah. is starting. Jesus offers, like you're saying, he's explosive, but he doesn't harry you and press you the same way Firmino does. He will just like you will not have a second on the ball, and that's for nine. That's over ninety minutes. Do you- so, so like, I think, like you're saying, it's it's the perfect. You give him those first 75, where just give them absolutely nothing, and then they get a total different striker yeah, come I'll, on and think like, fuck, now we got to worry about this guy getting in behind us, and, rapid, we're, and yeah. we're legged. Like, yeah, we're- yeah. I, I do think on paper that's the the way it looks like it should go, but there seems to be. I mean, Jesus must have a, a good relationship with Neymar and and all the players, and he must be f- functional with that, those uh, midfielders and things like that because he. Seem to be in qualifying well, in everything, the, just the number nine. The god I mean? that Neymar thinks he is, you would think Jesus would have a very no, no, tight no, bond with him. Are we, uh, this isn't on the running order, but we can go through this. Neymar's stock, I feel, has gone a little bit down this World Cup. And I, I, I tend to say this to people because, you know, I mean, not many people, especially in our country, watch League uh, uh all the Champions League, League full uh, games, uh, League uh, very often because, you know, the times and it's maybe not the most exciting football. Now, Neymar's done this all throughout his career, especially with Brazil. He, he has certainly, um, he plays with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's got so much pressure on him, rightly so. He definitely has this us or this me against the world mentality when players bring him down. He gets straight up asking for cards. He, like, I don't know, he, he sometimes acts like a bit of a diva, right? And this isn't anything new, but I feel for Australian fans and maybe fans in general, this is the first time uh, of them seeing him on a consistent basis. And they go, well, I actually... You know what? I've seen the highlights and stuff, and that was all great. But I'm not really liking what I'm seeing. The attitude. I haven't here. seen the lowlights. Exactly. I think that's what it, what it is because you know you see him in commercials, you see him in YouTube compilations. The the kid is amazing. He's what, absolutely brilliant. Is he is he the prototype YouTube footballer? The I, the the, the, the highlights yeah, guy, and that's what everyone 100%. hypes him on. I do think he's got a lot more end product. Than than that as a, as a footballer, he's got a lot more to his game than just yeah. than just the highlights. But, but, but I think you're right. The this this new generation, the the YouTube footballer, I think he is the antithesis of it. And um, I, when Barcelona signed him, and I've said this before, I'm a, I'm a big Barca fan, watch him a fair bit. I actually wasn't too optimistic. I was like, this is more of a um, PR signing. Yeah, yeah. I I thought this guy's you know going to be great to sell shirts. But I was really impressed with his his end product. I did like the fact, though, that he had to play second fiddle to Messi. And I think that really pulled his head in a bit. Now, when he is for PSG, and this is always when he was for Brazil, he's the main man there. And I think he acts like a bit more of a, yeah, a bit more of a diva because he thinks it's a bit more about him. I, I, I like the dynamic with Suarez Messi there. And I think he's lost that a bit at PSG. Cast your mind back four years, guys, to the Brazil World Cup. And Fred was the starting striker for Brazil there. And if you can remember how much he was crucified for oh, his performances yeah. in that World Cup, he, he was dragged over the coals. He was yeah. awful. Yeah. Gabriel Jesus is statistically having a worse World Cup well, than Fre- Fred. But, yeah, well, the, I think the thing is Fred is just not as good. 
Like he, he, do, I don't think, I think he has you can the see ability. Glimpses of, of of Jesus. Yeah, um, but I, but Je- he's he's done nothing. And Com- compared to what you think Firmino could do, yeah, yeah, I do agree. But they're just they're just waiting, and he's, yeah, he does offer a lot, and I think people are a bit hard on him. But Firmino's got to start soon. I think I think Cheech is just too afraid to be like, all right, now this is the first time. We put him there, you know, in qualifying. I think they could have. If tried you make it. the change and then you lose in the first knockout, uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Gets into a bit of strife. I just wonder if uh, Brazil are willing to overlook Jesus's performance, given they're a massive Catholic country and they don't want to crucify Jesus oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no pun intended. What game are you looking forward to, Sean? Uh, I said it same same thing last time. Uh, the next England game is always the one I look forward to. Just for the circus yeah the, the media I, all that I, sort of stuff beautiful the, if they beat Colombia they'll win the World Cup that'll be the thing <laughs> if they lose to Colombia it's a disgrace and they're the worst team that's ever played football it's which it's is just what the press was saying the British press was saying before the World Cup this is the worst England team ever they got no chance you could almost after they scored the third they're goal against joke. Panama you could it's almost see it's, you, could, you could almost <laughs> hear that kicking up you know yeah. Badil and Skinner and, yeah. that's why I love it it's so entertaining and I, yeah the, the the whole going not not to dip back into the whole uh, whether it was better to come first or second thing but you can I can tell you right now all of those teams in the bottom half of the draw were praying for a Belgian win because they wanted England there rather than yeah, yeah. you've got to look at it that way and as that's well. a really good point are yeah. the other nations looking at England <laughs> being on that side of the draw are. as the easy team they, they have no idea that they're getting laughed like at not with Do you yeah know what I mean? how, how what are the odds on them going out on penalties in the quarterfinals oh, like, I absolutely <laughs> love that I absolutely love that in saying that, though, I said this. Uh, I've changed my tune about England. I remember when we were talking pre-tournament, I was very much of the, um, you know, ilk. We always want to see them fail because it'd be funny. But I, 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 as the the press tended to really criticise them, I thought you know it'd actually be kind of funny for them to have their best World Cup in a few tournaments, like yeah, with I, Gareth I, Southgate and, and I don't their dislike list. the team. Yeah. I don't dislike I mean it's, it's they're, more the circus, they're, right? Actually I'm, I'm just starting to list through the team. I'm thinking Jordan Pickford, Rashford, Lingard, Deli Alley. No, I don't really like the team. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But um, I think it's just refreshing compared to what yeah, they're Yeah, but I but I I haven't found them painful to watch, which you can often say about England yep. sides in the past. I found them kind of there's there's excitement there. They're, you know, Belgium aside, but they there's some, there's a little bit of something about them which which you haven't always been able to say with England at World Cups. Definitely, I think um, I, I look at England and also Belgium. They weren't really tested in 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 their group, um, and even when they faced each other, that was the big test. The group was finished. We had 17 changes in that game <laughs> from the from the previous starting lineup. So <laughs> they haven't been tested. Uh, Belgium haven't been tested. Uh, Belgium have been impressive. Yeah, but I think they're vulnerable. They're definitely vulnerable at the back. Um, so, uh, England... Isn't it... Just, isn't, <laughs> Doesn't that just sum it, it up? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> isn't it so interesting, the importance of uh, not only groups and, um, you know, who's in your group, but also timing of fixtures. So, say if Absolutely. that Belgium game was in the middle or first, bloody hell, that would have spiced thing up, like Belgium-England. Do you know what I mean? If that was the first game and England lose, all hell would have broken loose, but... It's just it's just the way it goes. Yeah, there would have been the feel good factor of yes, they've got the win against you know even though the referee was against them, the not awarding those penalties yeah. against Tunisia. Yeah, completely different, Fascin- completely different landscape. Fascinating stuff. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Oi, oi, oi!
So following on from fixtures we're looking forward to, we're going to go on the individual basis. And uh, Stu, an individual or a player who you're looking forward to see in this next round? No, I'm going to jump in and take Lozano because I think he's going to take my player. So, sorry, Stu. You were right. I was, I was, going <laughs> was following take a bit someone, of a thing. Take someone else. I'll let you have that one. Okay. Yeah, well, go on. Talk about Lozano. Robbery. Oh, I didn't actually watch their their second group stage game, but the game against Germany. And um, obviously, Ouch. as a any any FIFA ultimate team player <laughs> this year oh uh, has God. either absolutely loves having Lozano or absolutely hates him because he had that informed card that just you know you, you bring, bring off the bench minutes. because <laughs> because he plays for PSV. Obviously, uh, difficult to link into teams. Yeah. Sorry about this yeah. FIFA segue, but you can just chuck him on the bench and he plays exactly like he did against Germany. Ex- doesn't exactly, he? exactly. Like it was they just every time they got the ball, it was. They were on the break. They were so quick. They were so exciting. And Lozano was just one of those players, those quick players that don't have a lot of meat on them. So like the the style of like an Eden Hazard when he's in full flight, where you're yeah. like, Jesus. when he's got the ball, you're like, what the what's going to <laughs> something's going to happen here and it's going to be dangerous. There's I mean there's obviously two Hazards. There's the one that doesn't give a shit anymore and he doesn't look like that. Yeah, Thorgan. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's the one. I didn't realize they were the same person. No, I've never, never seen, seen him, him his brother. I've never seen him in the same room together. They though, don't to often start together him <laughs> yeah. and Thorgan. So it could just be his alter ego. Yeah, he is Herving Lozano is absolutely frightening and he's been linked and rightly so. I like the fact that the age of players getting linked off the back of World Cup performances isn't gone. And uh, I've said pre-tournament that it holds less weight. But I, I love the hype around we saw Hammers last time. He's obviously time. had a big season as well, though. Yeah, he, he was good for PSV, no doubt. But it's great, like, oh, is there any doubt that this guy can do it at a big level? <laughs> Not, Not anymore. anymore yeah. Not anymore. So great he's, to see He's him. the classic inverted winger, isn't he? The plays on the left, left right-footed, right-footed, rapid, <laughs> cuts in. And I think can go both ways. You don't know which what he's going to do. I, yeah. I think Brazil's weak link at the back is definitely Fagner. Uh, yeah, at right back. So no get Lozano going at him, and yeah, I think he can do battle. some damage. Stu, a player you're looking forward to watching now that your grass has been cut. Yeah, well, look, I have to think of another one. Look, I think Alexander Golovin from uh, Russia. Yeah. Yes, he's yes, been, he's played well. He's been really impressive, and again, another player being linked with a big move to mm-hmm. to big clubs. Yeah. Um, just oh, the left foot on him is just. I don't. I don't know what it is about. I, th- I don't know if it's the way your brain works, but if this is just me, yeah. but I love watching left-footed players like that. They there's just something. They just look. I, it just heard, looks better. I've heard that said from a back when I was a kid. I remember a commentator saying it watching AFL, like how graceful left footers look. <laughs> and and there is something about it, isn't there? It's, it's always it, the same words to describe. It's always these cultured elegant. or yeah, elegant. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a... Off the top of my head, bar like fullbacks, I'm trying to think of really industrious left-winged players. Or like hardworking. Like like even midfielders. I'm trying to think of a holding mid-left footer that's like... I can only think of like Cruz who's right-footed and his left is good. I can think of a lot of like holding mid-industrious fullbacks or centre-backs and defensive midfielders from the Premier League that can't really use either foot. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> like, I, just, I mean, there's going to be heaps out there, no doubt. Of course, I understand that. But it, you're right. They're, they're, they seem to be stereotypically uh, a cultured, elegant, um, flavoursome. And Golovin seems to fit the and bill. And they don't work hard, is that what you're saying? No, no. I think Lee... Oh, no, there you go. I was going to go to Messi and he's slack as anything. So. <laughs> there you go, exactly. <laughs> nah, I just no, wanted they, to get um, on there. I think we we just got to be careful. We don't want to um, ostracise any yes, particular we group. Don't want to be so left footers out there, 
There's not. We've got nothing against you. And, and um, right footers, you know, no, nothing against you either. We've got to, we've got to tick all the boxes. And all you ambies out there, so you've got to remember them. That's the LRA, the left foot, right foot ambidextrous. They're all part of the same community. <laughs> They're all, well, speaking of ambidextrous, a player who I'm looking forward to seeing is Ivan Perisic. Now that man. Ooh. Absolutely, um, he's as hot as your segways. Today. Yeah, thanks, mate. He's, I think he's absolutely brilliant. He's been great for Inter this year. He had a bit of a dip in form, but he, he sort of brought it back towards the back end of Serie A. Now he's a player. I like this. We'll go back for another FIFA reference. Uh, he says he's right-footed on FIFA, and that do, does have five-star weak foot. But if you go look at his top ten goals, I think eight. I've scored with his left, and he plays on the left. He's got such an engine on him, and the fact that he can go a bit like Lazaro, but I think he's got a little bit more. Um, uh, yeah, he's got a bit bit better of a weak foot. He can go both ways, so he can cut um, inside and deliver on his right. And we saw him in the last game almost break the keeper's hand with his left foot. He's done that um, right throughout his career, and I'm really looking forward to see what he can do in the knockouts. The thing I really like about Perisic is he's in, he's industrious, which is not a word you would use for an attacking player. But he he gets back and he does his share, his energy to cover and yeah, I, I, and his tank. I don't want to out my my club allegiances here, but he was linked with my club at the start of yeah, last season, and he, he was he's what you could have used, I, what Man United could have no, used, absolutely. Definitely. And I remember when his name was being linked with United, thinking. Oh, go and get him! Get yeah, him, brilliant. When, when we we talked about Firmino before, and he uh, he would be the other player I'm looking forward to seeing because of those reasons. Whether he's start, whether he'll start or not, he's, he's, he's got a good. Left he foot has got him. a good left foot. Um, but Perisic is in that class of of attacking player, player that can play in the Horse, hole, but mate. one that just harries and harasses Horse. and cuts passing lanes. Yeah. And one of those players that if you uh, who was it was it the Sergio Busquets uh, quote about you. Um, Watch the watch the game and you don't see Busquets. Watch Busquets and you see the whole game. Yes, right? yeah, and yeah, and yeah. he he's of that school. Like if if you spend a game and and your boy as well, Luca Modric. He, I I yes. spent. I, You've got personal experience. Sean. <laughs> I saw Modric at the um the Euros. Uh, at the game against Turkey when he scored the volley. Is that yeah. right? And and the volley oh, was goal that was the volley Fantastic. was the worst thing he did all game. It was sensational. <laughs> yeah. He was honestly he would pop up and make a tackle at left back and then he'd be at right wing twenty seconds later. Yeah. whipping a ball into the box Un- unbelievable and I spent that game mesmerised watching one player and I haven't been to too many live European football games yep. but from the ones I have no player has ever done it like him and from what I've seen Perisic on TV is is the same sort of you, you could spend the whole 90 minutes just watching him yeah similar ilk and the fact that I think he's 30 now and I mean in the last two major tournaments he's got a late goal you know we've seen at this World Cup and he's got a late goal against um, Spain he'll start and still have a I guess a hand in what will happen in the last 10 minutes and it's, it's just fantastic to see for a player a 30 year old winger just being that industrious it's absolutely brilliant and Modric now has for, I'm, I'm a massive fan of the pass master there is nothing better in football for me than seeing a beautiful pass Modric has to step up now and, and be that player for me Luca, if you're listening it's on you now buddy Tony Cruz is gone it's Stu's throwing the my man crush down. is gone <laughs> Luca, get out there Drag Croatia to the semis. Yeah. I reckon they can do it. Get, get. Oh, bloody hope so, Stu. We want to see an absolute brilliant passer in the uh, team of the tournament starting lineup. So for all the purists out there like Stu, hopefully um, now that 
Cruz has gone, we can get Modric in there. Already missed you, Tony. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Oi, oi, oi! And that about wraps it up. Thank you for listening to the Football Sack Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and Podbean or wherever you get your pods and give us a good rating if you could. It's goodbye from the studio. Thank you, Stu. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. No worries. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Louis. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And this, I'll tell you what, this has got me so excited to watch ah! some football. And it's uh, goodbye from me, Louis Greenwich. Bring on the knockouts. Adios. Adios. <laughs>